0: Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host again today, Rich Polly. And joining me, he doesn't know what the mute button is for, Ben Hibbert. I do, I just don't like it. What happens if I have a moment of greatness? Then you click the mute button and then
1: you do it. it, It's got to happen one time. (laughs) One
0: time, time, sometime. Um, I don't want to miss out on a joke. (laughs) Liam's probably going to be popping in to join us in a little bit um but not too long um so hopefully he's going to turn up in the next half an hour or so so when you hear his dulcet tones you'll know he's arrived um but doing us one better also from the midlands but with a slightly less grating accent no i'm just being mean sam it's an it's it's sam webb the owner of the coolest t-shirt in all of x-wing so hi sam
2: (laughs) hi how's it going you're making me blush
0: I know well I just hit you with a straight up insult about being from the Midlands so I thought I should follow it up with a compliment you know.
2: I'm I'm from Coventry you won't get me defending the accent it's dreadful it's the worst aspects (laughs) of the West Midlands and East Midlands all in one terrible
0: package. All rolled up so Sam's t-shirt is I I can't remember exactly what it says but it's wording along the lines of. um... It is sorry. Sorry go on go on.
2: Be cool, it's just
0: Toy Spaceships. There you go. Every time I've seen Sam at a tournament, he's wearing a Be Cool, It's Just Toy Spaceships t-shirt, and it really does encompass what what I think X-Wing should be played like. But, well, everybody agrees with us. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just sometimes you,
2: you play people and, and they get um, a little bit upset about it when perhaps they shouldn't. And I sort of sat there thinking, these are Toy Spaceships based on a
0: kid's film.
2: <laughs> take a
0: breath why, 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 why are you losing your rag oh my goodness yeah it's Ad- adult kids
1: <laughs> yeah For us <probably> <laughs> adult children
2: <laughs>
0: so yeah, I, feel, um, I feel like
2: my point remains so,
0: <laughs> so we're gonna gonna do a little bit of a um of a of a spoiler warning for kind of the back half of this episode um There's not going to be many spoilers in it but we are going to talk about some content from Ahsoka um, Mm. because Sam had a great idea um, about two weeks before I had the same great idea um, to speculatively look at and stat the ships that haven't been released by AMG so obviously that's going to include some of the stuff that appears in Ahsoka Um, so if you've not watched it and you don't want any spoilers at all just be alert that when we come to that bit you might want to switch off or skip to the end Um, but uh, we're not going to talk about the show or the plot or anything like that. we're literally just going to talk about the ships that appear in it so um so salmon uh, we're going to do that. We're also going to talk through um the store championships and a couple of world's qualifiers that have happened um but before we do that um last weekend, we kicked off the x wing extravaganza um so it was um a big group of people um different content creators from around the globe um who Uh, basically decided to uh, do um, a bunch of X-Wing streams. So we had everything from uh, paint streams, uh, paint masterclasses. So um, Andrew Pym and uh, Jason Denton both did some uh, really cool paint streams, which I managed to get to look. I think Ryan Coyle did one as well um, from Eccentric. Um, and then there was a whole bunch of in-person and TTS um, events going on, uh, including, um, I think the Iberian Mudhorns streamed the Spanish World's Qualifier, the Fearless Gundarks streamed, I think it was a store championship in Australia. Um, and then there were a bunch of, of other things. So it was great. It went from the 14th to the 17th. The stream schedule was absolutely rammed and it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, having a huge number of people uh, kind of checked in and doing the stream. Um We took part, we kind of launched it around about the same time as um, Bartosz was um, chatting X Wing with Old Para on his Twitch channel. Um, Tim was chatting X Wing with um, a bunch of people uh, on his channel as well. So uh, it was lovely. It was lovely to have the conversations. And then just to, I I spent most of Thursday last week actually just sitting on Twitch, which is something that I seldom do. Um, And I even, even, reached into my pocket and did some gifting subscribers for tim so
3: yeah no, he's, that... got,
0: five, he's got five subscribers now and you you know how tight i am tim that yeah. was a step, I, I, was I, a step
3: I, I, I was extremely uh shocked but I, I will say i did pass it on so i did subscribe to a few channels over the weekend as well just to sort of pay that forward um with uh my video so that is still available to watch so it's sith underscore taker underscore tim And if I remember, I'll download it and then uh, we can look at perhaps getting onto our YouTube channel. Um, So that was like a a European roundtable discussion with Illy from Germany, Rory from Scotland, Ander from Spain, Benjamin from France, Liam was there, Uh, Rich, you popped in for a bit as well. Um, So we talked XTC, WTC, European events, and then Scotland beat France 2-0 in the games that were going on in the background.
0: Yeah, we had background games that if you're watching the twitch and wondering why there was no commentary it's because they they were just like to have something on the screen that wasn't our faces um well, <laughs> while we were chatting about x-wing so um yeah it was really good um so anyway uh a lot of the stuff is still going to be up on the twitch vods for the various places if you go to www.xwing.life you'll still be able to see uh where a lot of the streams came out of um and be able to click on and Watch back on uh, a whole bunch of content. So, I mean, there's there's genuinely tons and tons of stuff there. Um, in person uh, is the is the coolest part of it. So, um, mass- massive props up to everybody that took part in that. Uh, it was a real celebration of everything that the community is good at. So, I mean,
3: it was it does seem quite positively uh, received. Um, it was very short notice on our part um so maybe it's something that we look to uh replicate again next year and have a chat with louis and you know the other people that are involved and maybe get some feedback from the community uh and then maybe with a bit more planning we can get some more in-person sort of action going and and some other sort of shows and
0: yeah that'd be cool that'd be cool um i enjoyed it um and i think it did exactly what it said on the tin that it was going to do yeah and there wasn't much grouching. A couple of grouchy people in America grouched about the fact that we'd done it over the mini-stravaganza from AMG that they wanted to watch. But it was like, yeah, just watch them both. <laughs> Multi-Twitch is still a thing. Let's <laughs> <That's cool>. go. <laughs> right. Um, we're going to skip on past, um, past talks of that. Um, and we're going to talk about the Store Championships series uh, that we've just been through. So um, we had a... Um, Store Championship at Troll Trader in Bromley, um down in Kent. Uh so this is one that um, Dale Cromwell um has piled a huge amount of additional um uh price support into. Um so it was a bit of a it was a bit of a weird one because they had four rounds
4: and I think Dale Went
0: 4 1, but I think the winner was declared as Pete Lake. So I think he played Denny. I think Pete's got his world's invite. So I think they guess they must have passed down from a couple of people. Um, So congratulations to uh, Dale for going 4 0. Um, He used uh, a rebel list with Han Solo in it. Um, but also uh, wedge in an A-wing, Hera in an A-wing, and Chopper in a Ghost. Uh, so the Ghost build Magfiaro Zeborilios, really so can shoot at range zero as if it's range one, but also be shot. Veteran turret gunner, Ghost title and Ion cannon turret. So double tapping for uh, four dice primary, followed by a three dice Ion cannon turret. Uh, if you end up. In the front arc, uh, which is fairly mean, with Hera with swarm tactics, making sure that Chopper gets to shoot or or Wedge gets to shoot early, and then hand double tapping with Bistan. Um, it seems like a fairly fairly strong punchy list. Good for jousting. Anybody tried anything like that other than Plightly double different. hand hand bit?
1: I, I, I'd say I've tried the chopper a bit. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't remember what I had with it, but it—it it was nonsense. Just how much damage you could put out. I think I had saw on mine actually.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's the normal, to gonna,
1: um, That's the
0: normal build you see, isn't it? Is mag for saw.
1: Chris Chris Burnett has been running something very similar to this before. I don't know if he's what he ran recently, mm-hmm. but that's where I stole it from.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting build. I've I've played against Chopper so many times where he's just ended up. Like he gets one range three pot shot and then he just dies because something gets behind him and he's dead. Um, But I know that ghosts flown well are an absolute terror. Like they're horrible, horrible things to face when they're flown well. So um, Dale's a very, very strong player. So he's he's done a bit of a good job with that. Put yourself on mute. (laughs) So um, I just want to talk quickly about Pete's list because um, Nick. Harris from Farcast has basically shouted at me, you've got to talk about his list because he's won the world's invite with it and it came complete with grudge in a tie bomber, first order uh, with prior tradition proton bombs and an electro proton bomb. Check I've actually,
1: out. um, I played against him in the expo.
0: Yeah, me too. I
1: did not expect what happened with that electro proton bomb. <laughs> yeah. Because he, he drops it and then moves all his ships in, because he yeah. can re-roll it and he's not bothered. Yeah, as it happened in our game, it he, he, he rolled back into worse, but um, it's yeah. a nasty trick.
0: Yeah, I I murdered it before he dropped it. Basically, when when I played I played against him at Expo as well. I murdered it before uh, he got to drop it. But obviously here it's been it's been very effective. Nick has given me a whole bunch of stories about, and then he took all the shields and this thing couldn't shoot and every half of the stuff was ionized and it was absolutely murderous. So um, he's flown it in basically as part of, a. am not going to say fairly standard, but we see stuff that's very similar, kind of first order list with Major Von Reg, the, the Regen Lone Wolf version, Midnight with Pro Tradition and Pattern Analyzer, um, Kylo Ren with optics, conch missiles and instinctive aim, and then Malarus with cluster missiles, and then Grudge. Um, so you've got kind of four high-initiative, fairly punchy ships um, that are able to you know, double-mod their attacks and and be quite nasty. And then you've got this Grudge who is a, well, if you, either, if you deal with me, you're not looking at my I-5 and 6 wingmates, and if you're not dealing with me, then I'm going to drop some bombs on you and then plink away. So yeah. That
1: electro-proton bomb's good because it just strips shields away. And then Kylo and Von Rigg can put crits under everything,
4: and
1: obviously percussion missiles makes you turn over crits as well.
0: Yeah, it's probably worth saying what proton bombs actually do, because they they don't actually get played that often, um, which means that most people just kind of go, uh, what's that, Uh, when it turns up. So, um... So it's got a a, a range... So it always has a fuse on it, so it always takes two turns to activate. And it's got a range 2 radius instead of a range 1 radius, so it's different from other bombs in that. Every ship or remote that's at range 2 of the bomb rolls four attack dice. You lose a shield for each blank, gain an ion for each focus or hit, and gain a disarm token for each crit. So basically an attack dice has got three blanks on it um five so you've got three out of eight chance to lose a shield on each dice four out of eight chance and that might be more than that five out of eight chance there must be two blanks is it two blanks two focuses three it is yeah uh so two blanks so it's a two it's a one in four chance, of, right? I'll start again. So you've got a one in four chance of losing a shield on each dice, a one in four, uh, uh, no, a five out of eight chance of getting ionized, and a one in eight chance of being disarmed on each of four dice. So basically, you get things with four iron tokens or losing all the shields or, you know, your big ship getting, you know, randomly rolling a crit. And the chances of rolling a crit is like one in eight times four. Um, it's not actually that it's, you do division, don't you? So it's actually fairly likely that one of those four dice turns up a crit as well. So um, I mean, it can do absolutely nothing. Like that's the thing about it. It can it can literally do nothing, um, or you know, pointless stuff like you know, oh, I lose a shield. Oh, I've already lost my shields. Never mind, I'll be all right then. Um, or like does one eye on. On a big base ship or something, but yeah it's it's a nasty, nasty piece um but it's eight points and takes two payload slots, I think, or a missile and a payload slot, so there's not many ships that can equip it, but anyway, Pete, well done for winning your world's invite um anything else pop out to you in that um in that event, Ben.
1: No, be honest, I've I've struggled to look at the lists on roll better.
0: Fair enough. Um, There was a there was a hilarious thing where there was like a crack shot thing, which then triggered. (laughs) I think I think I think on the final table, Denny's contrail crack shotted Pete Kylo, but Kylo then got to fire back, and because he had been crack shotted, he had used. Something happened, which meant that he could do something else. I don't know. Um, Nick's told me all sorts of exciting stories that I can't really remember because they were very energetic and enthusiastic. But it was great to see. Uh, there was 19 people down at that event. so um, a, There is a list
1: called I Like Big Butts, and it's just Dengar, Maul in a Gauntlet, and Libo.
0: Okay. Are we going to do what we did last week and go through, the, uh, go through anybody that fl- flew scum? And talk, talk I mean, about. Can do,
1: I, I just it's just the second list that comes up,
0: yeah. No, <laughs> there's quite a
1: few scum lists actually. There's another yeah, one, yeah. So,
0: so Pond was there flying scum. Uh, so he had um Fendengar, Dirge, and I think it's Gamma. Uh, oh no, it's Dace, of course, it is. I've literally there's um, three
1: scum that I'm just scanning down already, so yeah, and, uh, he's four,
0: yeah, and then there's. <laughs> Uh, that's James is flying Bosk Dengar Noblum Cad Bane as well. So yeah, there's uh, a bunch of bunch of scum lists as well. Nice to, yeah, see. Nice um, to see. Yeah, not a not a huge amount of um, separatists. By which I mean none, zero. <laughs> not a huge amount of separatists. Maybe we'll start talking about separatist lists. Um, we'll move on to the next one. Is the Nerd Haven X Wing Store Championship, which has happened. Somewhere in North America Pacific Um, And it Was a four round Store championship that was won by Somebody called Jokas Um, And I'd like to say He was flying something Weird but he was flying Padme, Arx and Anakin from Siege of Coruscant so um, Well done to him Uh, Second place was a rebel list It was Han, Luke, Keo Wedge Sabine so Again, two very, very common uh, metal lists coming in. Uh, No list for third place, but you've actually got to go down to sixth before you get uh, something that isn't some sort of Han or Anakin-based list. And then Uh, it's just four X-wings. Then it's just four four T-70s, yeah. So, yeah, it was a 17-person event. um, Looks like 17-cough-cough person event. Um, with... Someone was flying double defender and a reaper. That's brave.
1: I don't think they did very well. To be
0: fair, no, they didn't. They went one and three. Yeah. Uh, so well done to Joe Cass from Evergreen Squadron for winning uh, the Nerd Haven X-wing Store Championship. Um, next one, the Crimson Dawn Store Championship in Brooklyn in New York. Um, Q me trying to do. Brooklyn accents for the rest of this short section. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna save you that. Um, so just looking at the event this is weird. Is there are four rounds.
4: They have only four rounds.
0: Yeah, they did. So they had quite a few drops, um, kind of early doors by the looks of things. Um and then it was won by. I'm gonna just check it. Tom Traz, um, from Kate. It's actually a,
1: the last round was a draw as well.
0: Oh, was it? Yeah, a played both out draw was it?
1: Both got 17.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: So well, I'm assuming it was on a road roll. I'm assuming. I don't. Know.
0: Yeah. And their mates. They're from the same group. Katoff's Filthy Casuals, KFC. Um. Uh, so. I suppose it could have um, been a. And then because it was Swiss, it would be a draw. So it have gone to strength. Or oh, should have gone to strength of schedule. We don't know what the um, we don't know what the T.O. was done. Um, just trying to see if we can. I don't think they've got a list. He's just got so first order in.
1: The winner was um Mallory Scorch. Oh, there it uh, is. DT seven nine eight. I think he's the. Is he the coordinate one? I can't remember. Uh he's my, the one who's-
0: take a strain to roll an extra dice.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Midnight, Ember, and Lahuse.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, and the guy who came second on the draw and lost twice during the schedule was Resistance, Pool, Nien-Nom, Lulo, and Kaz, which is a, an interesting combo. Uh, a four-shaped list is good to see. It's um, a little bit different. Um, so, uh, yeah, two pretty different lists, to be honest with you. Um, that's a, a really nasty six ship swarm. Um, reminds me of Nicholas's Worlds list. <laughs> um, but, you know, There's a list there.
1: that went 0 and 2.
0: I mean, okay. I don't want to talk about that. It makes me sad. Well done, Fabian.
1: There's a CIS list at 7th. Seventh, seventh,
0: Ooh, let's see what they did. So yeah. I think. Oh,
1: so got Durge Cadbane got HMP, uh, another Rogue class, another HMP, and a Vulture. It's quite a nice mix.
0: Yeah, so it's got Rogue class Starfighter IG one 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 with proton cannons and a shield upgrade. He's the one that can give diff- extra stuff to other players, uh, other Rogue classes, I think. I can't remember. That with the Magna
1: oh. Guards, were not
0: it? Yeah, I don't know. It's Separatists. It's good to see something going on. Yeah, I've like got... seen that the HMP
1: droids are starting to see a bit of play because we've seen them elsewhere as well. Because since 2.5 yeah. since dropped, they've pretty much dropped off the board.
0: Yeah, and it's good. Like with Kalani and their ability, they, they're super, super accurate. But yeah, since basically the last points update has put them back into life again, but Separatists are kind of just a little bit off the curve at the moment, I think, as this is showing. Um, although there have been a few people finding some success with, like, Django-based lists and stuff. so I think um, the
1: problem with CIS every time is not not everyone has CIS. It's always been people who like that faction. Yeah. So, so even if they make them good, the people who maybe like them might be playing something else right now.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, I mean, One of the, just like, that
1: list, you, you have to buy two of the um, rogue class boxes, wouldn't yeah. you?
0: Yeah, it's an expensive faction to buy into, isn't it? Like you know, that list, as you say, you've got to buy two road classes, two HMPs. They're not they're the big small ship blister packs, so they're still a little bit more expensive. Plus the two ship box, you've got to buy two of them. So yeah. Or you know, borrow one off your friend. Um, That's (laughs) sacrilegious. Don't you tell Um, me how to spend my money? (laughs) (laughs) That's my wife's for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so the next one is the Campeonato Brasileiro de X-Wing So um, the Brazilian National X-Wing Championship Which I think was um, a store champ They did, uh, oh no, it wasn't a store champ It was, uh, yeah, it was a national So they had um, like 60 people uh, Which was really, really cool Um, So uh, X-Wing, well and truly alive in Brazil Um, They've played through, um, I think, Five rounds of Swiss followed by a top 16 cut. Um, So proper big tournament this one. Um, It was won in the end by Daniel Jobs according to Longshanks. Um, Flying some first order nonsense. Uh, Quick draw Kylo Ren in a Whisper. Phasma in an SF. Scorch and DT798 in FOs. So the two ships that can roll three dice gone. Phasma saying, if you shoot me, somebody else takes the damage. Kylo being Kylo in a whisper and Quick Draw being a really punchy I-6 trade piece. Seems good. I mean, I don't understand First Order enough to say anything other than that. Anyone else? No? Aren't you the the first order master <laughs>
1: in the
0: oh, NXT, is it? <laughs> NCX, no, not That's at all on. <laughs> not, judge, not judging by my results um, the player that came second overall uh, on the day was Flying Imperials um, so that was uh, Vader in an X1, Larrere and then the three bombers so, um, yeah it's uh, it, but it's homebrew Vader, it's not Oh wait! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Right, let's talk about this Vader actually. Right, Sam, I'm going to ask you for your opinion here. Um, so instead of taking one of the cheapo six-point Vaders that everybody's been taking, this guy who is called J.C. Ribeiro. So let's remember that name because he might be a legend. Has taken Darth Vader in a tie X in an X one with shattering shot, malice trick shot, fire control system, and afterburners. What is going on with that? Sam, what is going on with that?
2: I sorry, I was on mute. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, can you just say what the list was again?
0: So it's 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 so the list is sorry, the just just partners. the Vader,
2: just the Vader. Sorry, yeah, just so the Vader,
0: it's sorry. shattering shot, malice, okay. trick shot, mm-hmm. fire control mm-hmm. system, and afterburners. So instead of taking Ooh. all of that, all of that defensive stuff like elusive and lone wolf and you know brilliant evasion and stuff he's just gone do you know what i'm going to sit behind these rocks and i'm going to pump five dice attacks into you loaded Dharma crits
2: um i think we're going to see a lot of it uh i'm 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 half formulating how i can get it in list myself at the moment um (laughs) yeah no that's So what would that be at, say, range two through a rock? That would be...
0: So you would roll... So if you have a target lock, Mm -hmm. and you'll have target lock focus because you're that Vader, so you're going to be rolling three native plus one for trick shot is four. And then after you Mm -hmm. roll your dice, you can can add a focus result if you want to for a fifth. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you manage to get a range one obstructed shot, not likely, but they do happen, if you manage to get mm-hmm. a range one obstructed shot, that's going to be five dice rolled plus one added with a focus result guaranteed.
2: I think in the right hands, that would be absolutely deadly. I think in my hands, I'd probably end up stacking it onto a rock immediately after <laughs> I've fired through the rock. <laughs>
0: um, I just ended up a little bit closer than I thought I was going yeah, to. Yeah, 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 exactly,
2: exactly. Especially, yeah. It's, um, no, I like that. There was There was a similar... Um, yeah, I think that, that, that makes me think of some um, uh, Jedi builds with Shattering yeah. Shot that, that, that seem to have um, fallen out of favour a little bit. I, I, did, did Shattering Shot go
0: up? No, Tim. Uh, Tim, it, Basically, the ships that could take it um, went up, or the ships that got value out of taking it went up. So, like, Tim, for a long time, when people were yeeting out... Um, uh, Chaff Clouds, left, right and centre was flying yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi with um, Shattering Shot and a HLC and he was doing uh, five dice Get it dice. right, get it
3: right Shattering Shot, Trick Shot
0: Yeah, so Is six it, dice yeah.
3: Shat, Trick, Obi
0: yeah, six dice HLC attacks um, because somebody yeeted a cloud out and Tim would just happily drop in behind it and then blast them through it. We have with a tar-
3: target lock from synchronized console and or re from the lat, focus yeah. from Obi-Wan, uh, all right yeah yeah no it was, I can it, hear was you. it was it was a lovely hear your time
0: Excitement building tim i can uh, hear your excitement building think, calm, calm down
3: i think i can still run it <laughs> but i think i lost a bit of loadout. i think it was on over one so i ended up i think i'd had to have lost um the astromech uh so what was it? R- is it is it r4p the one that makes maneuvers easier I would yep. have had to have lost him, but I could still take. Because I think it was something weird. Like I think did trick shot come down, but HLC go up.
0: Yeah, it was something like that. But yeah, basically, the like there was a look. If you take homebrew look instead of battle, if you haven't, like you pay the extra point, you can take shattering trick and roll out. And this is something Liam hated for a long time. Six dice proton torpedoes. If you get an obstructed one, um, <laughs> and then there was also. What was the other one that was running Shattering Trick? Ahsoka. You could Ahsoka run as
2: well.
0: Yeah, you could put Ahsoka A Wing, um, could have Shattering Shot, Trick Shot, and Concussion Missiles. So you could roll five dice Concussion Missiles with Force behind them as well. So, um, yeah, there's a, a few options, but you're leaning into those Trick Shots an awful lot with those lists because you're burning so many points. Um, and if you don't land them, then you're just. I mean, you've still got your the rest of your loadout, but it's you know, whatever it is, nine, nine points or something to not add any dice for an entire game. Yeah, but that Vader's um, um... super force starve though, isn't it? Because oh, you're yeah. only going to
1: be able to do it like maybe one turn, and then you have to disengage. Yeah, you'll have but... to spend a force for target lock or a focus, whichever.
0: Well, you spend you, so you take a lock. You spend a, fo- a force for a focus. And then if you're doing the, the, the magic shot, you spend another force to add a focus result. And if you use malice, there's another force. Yeah, but you don't. You just spend your focus.
1: Then again, okay. you, you probably do malice because that way, you, if you're hit, you hit and get the right crit, because using targeting computer as well. So you probably probably yeah. putting two crits in. There's a chance you get two force back.
0: And you're rolling that many dice. You're probably just going to roll a crit naturally anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's brutal. It's brutal.
2: Mentioning, um, mentioning um, uh, uh, chaff clouds, it's like I saw a rotary phone the other day. And, I, you know, I said to my girlfriend, oh, look, a rotary phone. Remember when everyone had them? And that's how I feel about chaff clouds. You never see chaff clouds anymore. And it's like you just mentioned chaff clouds. I was like, oh, yeah.
0: I saw one last week.
1: <laughs> so I I've packed one in my bag. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: um, <laughs> for, first order list, still like them. Um, just pointing out that the I, I talked a little bit earlier about um, Separatists, and I'd heard that a Separatist list had done well last weekend, and it was at this event. Uh, somebody called Zika Baboin, I uh, don't know if that's their real name, um, has come third in, in this tournament with a three-ship, Separatist list: Sam Wessel, Django Fett, Double Fire Spray, and then Dirge with Lone Wolf proton cannons and uh, cybernetics. So a fairly standard uh, Dirge loadout, but taking Lone Wolf. Um, and then you've got—I'm not going to say—you're pretty standard Fire Spray loadouts, but you've got marksmanship, Savage. Thermals, Contraband, Fuses, Slave 1, Skilled Bombardier on ZAM, and then Notorious, Dooku, and Contraband on Django. So Notorious on Django is an interesting option because you don't want Django being shot at early doors, and that's a really good way to stop it from happening, right?
4: Do I be strained? No. (laughs) It's
0: a good list. I mean, three ships in the current meta is brave in terms of objective play but obviously Zika Baboin has been playing it very well so uh, he's from Sao Paulo in Brazil according to Longshanks, could be from anywhere but um, well done to him, uh, so he came third he got knocked out in the uh, top four um, I might as well mention the, the last top four person who because he's resistance basically but Daniel Vallejo <laughs> born Ariana shoots. um <laughs> he has got possibly the longest name in all of Longshanks. Um, uh, and he's flown uh, just 5T70s. Why not? I love it's
1: the way good. you act like you're doing someone a favour. Yeah, it's just a nice little thing to do for someone. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: top top finishing scum player was finished finished in ninth, so got knocked out in the first round of Swiss. Um, um, and he was using Fenrau, uh, double fire sprays in Fenrau, to be honest. It's Iman Azimin, Crassus Trellix. Um, and, uh, And yeah, Fenrao. So um, Burnout Thrusters, Lone Wolf, Fearless Fenrao. There you go. Seems a bit cool. Um, So looks like a great event. So well done to the lads down in Brazil for getting that one together and for running it. Um, It's always good to see big events kicking off. Um, So really happy about that. Um, Skip on to the next one briefly. Oh, my game in Finland. Oh, my game. Uh, So they ran four rounds to a top four cut and it was won by Mikhail Koto, I think. Uh, I'm trying to look down and see if I recognize any of the Finnish names here, but I think Marco Tamalin's the only name I recognize from this, um, from online play. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, uh, well done to Mikhail Koto. Um, he's won with um, Empire, and he's run with a Decimator. So Rack, uh, those three bombers, and Gideon Hask in a Thai LN with Elusive and a Shield upgrade. Is Gideon Hask the one who rolls a third dice if firing at a wounded opponent? Is that him?
1: Yes, maybe. Okay, remember. let's, yeah, it's let's tie, say fighter. Tie yeah,
3: against a, da- a damaged uh, defender, you get an extra red dice.
0: Okay. So, three saturation salvo bombers, um, rack with Vader and Death Troopers, which is just a beautiful build. Interestingly, he's got seismic charges on instead of uh, some of the other things that, uh, so you can put like Agile Gunner on there, but he's put seismics on um, possibly just to clear a bit of a path for his um, formations to fly into. Um, I mean, that Gideon is a nice little addition to those bombers because he's a great little follow-up shot once the saturation salvos have done their work just to pop a three-dice attack into something and take it down. Um, but he's also acting as a little objective runner, little TIE fighter with elusive and a shield upgrade to be difficult to take down um, while just holding something for three points. So, um, yeah, Death Troopers and Vader is a really, really mean combo on Rack. Really, genuinely mean. You love Um, that. I I love that build, yeah. I'm rubbish at using it, but I love the build. Um, a thing with Decimators is that people either decide I'm going to kill you or I'm not, and I'm rubbish at deciding whether they're going to kill me or not, so I always commit in with a desi when they're going to try and kill me, and then it dies, and then I'm sad. Um, it's like, but um, if there's ever a ship that waited people's list building, that's the thing. It's like, everybody's like, I have to have some way to jam just in case there's a decimator. Just need something, a magpulse somewhere, anything, just some way to jam just in case there's a decimator. Um,
1: there's nothing sadder than a decimator without reinforce. Oh no! Just especially rack. Oh, because his abilities just turned off as well.
0: I know it takes everything away. Uh, I mean, ruthless is on that is hilarious because you get to the point where you, with the bombers you're like, hey, I don't care. You can take a damage. <laughs> you take a damage. I'm gonna push a crit. It's fine. Um, so there was a say. Um, there was a scum list. Uh, I'm just looking at this. This is
1: interesting.
0: Yeah, do you want to read it out,
1: man? So you've got, a gaunt, you've got Rookcast in the gauntlet with Fearless, um, Bo-Katan, Migs Mayfield, uh, Mando Optics, and the obviously the config. And you've got uh, Fen Rao, Fearless Predator, Optics with Beskar, and then Old T with Crack, um, Fearless, and Beskar again. And you've just got a little Z95 Boss flying around with expert handling and marksmanship.
0: Right. How does Migs Mayfield work on a gauntlet
1: I'm just, I can't remember. is it not a double tap thing I can't remember
4: I, I don't think he works
3: actually after, you remember, a, yes.
0: oh, after you perform a front arc attacking, perform a rear attack or a turret attack as a bonus attack against a different target with one or more red or orange tokens so it's veteran tail gunner but cheaper but yeah. only if they're stressed or something, only if they've got a token a lot uh, of chips are later
1: stressing later. themselves so recently, aren't
0: they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, um, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting. Like, I wasn't expecting to see that. To be honest with you, on the list, I was like, wait, Migs Mayfield, isn't that like rubbish? Because <laughs> it doesn't work. Well, obviously, um, it can do. Has he got a way to pass? He doesn't have a way to pass tokens to things. So, I mean, it's basically two fangs, a gauntlet, and then Bosk to run around doing objectives right Um, and Oterok and Fenra are absolute terrors to people when they get into the right spot especially now they've got Beskar reinforced plating and Fen's got Mandalorian optics so he's just taking a lock on something um, before he
1: With people not seeing old T for so long they've forgotten just how horrible he can actually be
0: (laughs) I'm Take all your things away and then shoot you in the face I think it's
1: just (laughs) all green tokens isn't it
0: Oh yeah he's he's rude
1: so he takes away reinforce as well.
0: Yeah, so he's he's one of those ships where you just... Uh, yeah, he's one of those ships where you kind of, you spend half of the game when you're playing against him going, so his ability, what is it? And they explain it to you and you go, right. So if I'm here, am I okay? And they go, no, you'll get all your stuff taken away. You say, right. If I'm here, am I okay? Like, no, no. <laughs> Basically. It's it's if, if the defender has you in its arc, so... Um, yeah. yeah, it doesn't
1: matter so, about old T's art, does it?
0: Yeah, no, old T's art can be anywhere. So he can basically fly into the middle of something, be pointed to shoot at something else, and then strip the tokens off of something really nasty that's coming in to basically ensure that other ships stay alive longer. He's Yeah, he's fantastic piece.
1: And then if you yeah.
0: decide to shoot T, you will get a
1: free evade as well.
0: Yeah, because Concordia, why
1: mm-hmm. not? I really wouldn't mind giving that a
2: go considering... Um... The Han tediousness at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Just drop, if you can drop Fen, if you can drop Alt T in front arc of Han, um, then you deserve to win, to be honest with you. If if your opponent allows it to happen, um, <laughs> then, then it's like, yep, I'll <laughs> um, But yeah, I mean, ultimately, if they're going to fly through the rocks or something, then you can get in a position that they can't get past you. Um you block but it, it does it have to be. Blocks, block switches it off. Yeah, the, you need to block with somebody else because the block switches off. Like if you block Han with Ulti, his ability doesn't trigger because it's at range one, not
2: um, Maybe that's what you do with uh, Bosk with his um, with his less stressful on. Uh,
0: yeah, just <laughs> just eat him in front of Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> You have to do it three turns in a row to actually kill him, though. That's the sad part.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm not saying it's a perfect strategy.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, but like Marco, uh, so this, this is uh, the guy uh, who, who won was uh, Mikel Couto. The guy who came second with the scum list was Marco Corgius um, of the Helsinki Huts. Um, so, you know, he's gone through, um let me see, he lost one game in... Uh, Swiss and and then he lost the, the final so uh, well done uh, to him because in a meta at the moment where Scum is not um, not really prevalent I mean what's interesting to me here is that the, the highest finishing rebel list came 7th um, so this is Finland doing its own stuff um, and it was um, Dash it was a Dash build that wasn't Han. um so Finland was doing its own stuff uh, which was always good to see So cool um, Last one then uh, The Madrid 2023 World's Open Qualifier So there was a flight And a hotel on the line here And the winner of that was Juanjo Gracia Rocha Of X-Wing Zaragoza um, Flying Resistance With uh, Three T-70s uh, So Jess Temen LO Lulo in an A-wing and Zori Bliss in a Y-wing with plasmas and mag pulses. Interesting. So forgo, for for uh, forgo all of the extra ancillary dorsals and little astromechs and stuff. I was just like, no, I'm just going to have some more missiles. So it's interesting though because mag pulses shoot at um, one to three. So it's um, but very very front Dark locked. But Zori's a very very strong ship with wartime, no doubt. Um, and then yeah, Lulo, Jess Pava, With M9G8 giving rerolls To LO Asti, um, And then Temmin with R68 Getting rerolls So everybody has rerolls uh, And then Swarm Tactics on Elo, So Jess is shooting at 5 So there's a lot of I5 power there um, So well done to Juanjo to um, Second place was A rebel list of somebody On Longshanks called Kurda. Um He's from Exvin Catalunya and he flew Han Solo Look Wedge Spin. So there you go. We had one event. where one event where that wasn't in the top two. And now, now we're back back once again. Um I shouldn't be mad. I've been waiting for ages for Rebels and Resistance to be at the top of the meta and now they're there, I'm just like oh. <laughs> more variety, please. <laughs> um just a little shout out, and I think Tim might want to talk about this one, because he used to fly something similar to this, but, you know, with two less bombers, but the third place list was um, two Desis, so Morneke and Rack, um, with Tomax and Major Reimer as bombers flying around in the middle of it. Um, you've got Vader in there, you've got Minister Tua in there, you've got Agile Gunners, you've got Trick Shots and Death Troopers, and bombs coming out the back of the desis as well just all looks a little bit silly to me what do you reckon Tim? <laughs> I'm just counting down the seconds as Tim unmutes himself in 14 places or oh, this is where we find out he's gone to make himself a brew
1: <laughs> Yeah, he's sick of his waffles out yeah there, but...
0: he's gone to make himself a brew okay Ben you can talk about double decimators instead
1: I've never flown double decimators but
0: have you
4: not?
1: No, but they're both. There's just a shed load of hull in there. You like you don't really know who. Load yes. Who is quite a lot? (laughs) Who who's the good target? I think that's the problem with this one.
0: Yeah, you you pick one and you can cycle it out, can't you? Like just zoom off. You zoom off and the other one can't. Yeah, yeah. It's you wouldn't know what to look. You wouldn't know how to start when you start looking at (laughs) that, would you?
1: No, it's, you have probably got to go for the bombers because what else do you do?
0: Well you pick one, don't you, and then try and not objective them, but yeah. Oh, I don't know, it's rough. Um kind of the rest of the top cut is made up of resistance. <laughs> I'm just looking at it. It's, <laughs> it's resistance everywhere. Don't um get yourself, a, don't get
1: yourself too excited.
0: Oh, there's there's a few um Imperials and a couple of rebels as well, so you know there's more kind of um more kind of of the same. There's there's one rebel list here that kind of um, got actually into the top eight, which was uh, an in- interest in, in that it didn't include Han um, It does still include Battle of Luke, who's the other steady it includes Chopper, that we um, talked about before, but with Dorsal Turret, Veteran Turret, Gunner and Sol Um then Keo Venzi with Lone Wolf and Cluster Missiles, and then two Y-Wings um, so battle of you have an Hull Oakhand, who's the one that can boost into a p t s uh, when his mates die, and a mag pulse seismic charge toting horton Salm, and Horton gets rerolls when friendly ships are at range one of his target so yeah, um, I'm not sure about those two three point pieces, but um, it's obviously worked out okay for um Apparently, the player is called Suntir Fell. so I'm not sure that's what his mom calls him. I think she just calls him Sunti. Sunti, yeah. <laughs> um, top scum player? Yeah, you know. 25th. Um, I'm not even going there. Um, <laughs> go on. Go on. Top scum looking. player? 25th. Uh, uh, Han Solo, Dengar, Fenrao and Bosk. Um... So that's, yeah, it's a, a falcon, but the wrong faction. Um, and then French Peter was the top finishing uh, Separatist player with um, double fire spray and Dirge again. So a um, little bit of interest around that one in a couple of places. He finished in 12th. Um, so just a name check. Um, Bismarck Juanlu apparently he was the top finishing scum player so yeah interesting to see those other factions going off um yeah, well done to um spanish nationals it was 53 people um so big event again good to see um do you know what i'm i might come across as a bit of a arse here but you are. i but I, like I, that, re- you? I really want op events to be bigger than our unofficial event that we run that I would just love, I'd, like I wouldn't even be mad. Like I'm, I don't have an ego about the fact we've got this big event. I just want it to be OP, to be more um, more well advertised, more well organized, so that you know we don't we can't say our events bigger than the OP events that are happening. Because um, the fact that our events as big as it is shows that there's a willingness for people to travel to play big organized X-wing. Um, as soon as they start organizing these world's qualifiers with enough time um and with a reasonable enough budget or you know taking them out of conventions and taking the contacts off them you might actually end up getting 100 plus person op events and then I'd be really really happy because we could stop running this- no I'm not going to say that because there might be a mutiny um but yeah um like, I'm really chuffed that we've had a couple of like fifty plus player events as um worlds qualifiers as official play events running last weekend. So that's you know, I'm really psyched about it. But I simultaneously starting to pick
1: up, aren't I mean, it's yeah. it's gonna take time. People I mean, are upset, But
0: So I know I know the la uh, the, the London Grand Tournament, the LGT had more tickets and then nobody bought tickets for it. So the TO was under pressure from the organizers of the event to relinquish space so they could sell it they could sell tickets for other game systems that had already sold out so we did and then they sold out that space and then loads of people were like oh I wanted a ticket and they've all gone because they reduced it to 32 I think and then suddenly they sold out and then a few people were like, oh, and then they got 10. I think he got room for 10 more people. And that sold out within like an hour because obviously people who, you know, been asking found out that there was availability again. And then it's just, you know, just a little bit. Well, the, I think there's give and take on both sides. The community needs to actually put its money where its mouth is and buy tickets for events when they actually happen um, and when they get advertised rather than waiting to the last minute. Um, but simultaneously, as D. Because I, th- I think it's Asmodee doing the organised play stuff. Um, need to, um, like schedule, like announce or schedule events just in enough time that people can plan to do them. Um, so, hi Liam.
5: Bonjour. How are we?
0: Very well. We've just finished running through all of the store championships. So, which like list did you like the best from the last weekend? Was it two uh, fire and- sprays? No, it wasn't. It was
5: anything with First Order
0: and a Scum one. Okay, cool. Yeah, there was plenty of that. You'd be pleased to hear plenty of good First Order combinations of high-initiative ships shooting three dice, guns double modded. It's the dream. Uh, (laughs) it's, It's the dream. We were talking a little bit about Chaff Clouds and about how Tim is happy that Chaff Clouds are back because then you can use shattering trick shot um, torpedoes. Oh,
5: it's like you want me to leave the podcast already.
0: <laughs> so there was a guy in one of the turret. I can't remember which one it was because we've just run through half a dozen. But a guy who flew seven point Darth Vader, but instead of buying up like whatever else you would put on a seven point Darth Vader normally, he put Shattering Shot and Trick Shot, um and then like Malice and a few other bits and bobs, afterburners and um fcs and it was just like oh that's rude (laughs) it's just one of those things you just look at it and go that's that's nasty that's that's, i don't don't want to face that um and it it put me in mind of your rant when uh shattering trickshot luke skywalker was everywhere before a a five-point version came out
5: yeah i still stand by that it's bad for the game no
0: one will change my mind. Nine nine points of upgrades, relying on you managing to actually generate an obstructed shot where you've got some modifications to spend. Yeah. Um. um. Okay. So back to the reason that we've got Sam on, and you've arrived just in time for a little bit of of true flight of fancy, blue sky thinking, as they would say in an office. Let's let's greenfield this. You know, whip out the whiteboard, fresh stack of post-it notes. So. Sam wrote a blog called The Future of X-Wing, clouded it is. um, And it's a completely, what was the word you used when you post about it? Highly speculative blog slash article about um, what ships uh, might be coming down the line. So um, funny story was I posted up on our um, podcast chat, we should do this thing where we talk about the ships that have been in recent media. Um, and we should like talk about what they could do, what stats they might have, you know, abilities that they might have from what we see in the different media. Uh, and, and Tim posted up, um, shame, Sam already thought of it and then linked me to his blog. And I was like, all right, okay, cool. Um, so, uh, beaten to it, uh, he was like, we'll use it as inspiration. Wait a minute. Why not get Sam on to talk about it? So here he is. So thank you for joining us as we, we've had a little bit of chat already. Um, like, So we'll start with current stuff. So spoilers, potentially, depending on how much you haven't watched of Ahsoka or how much you care about it. So in Ahsoka, there's two ships that have really, I think, jumped out and made people look at kind of and go, whoa, that, that could be in the thing. Um, so we'll start off with Ahsoka's Jedi starship. So I don't know if it's got an official name. Does it have an official name?
2: It does. It's a T six shuttle. This actually took quite a lot of research.
0: <laughs> okay. So the T six shuttle. So I mean, in the show we see it doing what? Uh so spinning.
2: Yeah, I'm just. I just want to get ahead. Getting of shot at the... a lot. <laughs> I, okay, I wanted to get ahead of that. Sit so down. <laughs> <Come> um... <laughs> okay because because i admit that you know that scene you know was a bit head scratchy you know but but you watch attack of the clones the exact same thing happens when Django fett is um chasing obi-wan in the jedi starfighter and and no one mind mm. about
4: it then cuz i don't actually Wait, think I... the ship
2: is getting hit
4: yeah it's...
5: obi-wan should be dead <laughs>
2: It's thing is, right. thing is, so, like you, you, it, 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 the laser blasts, the blaster fire acts like flak, effectively. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm well, I'm going to say I sound like a nerd, but let's face it, I've just written a speculative um, article about X-wing, so um, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I don't think the ship is actually repeatedly getting shot. I think, effectively, a is avoiding the shots, and then the blasters explode like. Flak, which is what happened in Attack of the Clones. Yep. So I don't yeah, think it's taking it... quite the pounding that people say. Is the same you've got, you know, does it have thirty hull? It's like, well, no, it's no, it's it's not, it's not getting shot a lot. It
4: looks okay, like it's so...
5: impacting, but it's actually finishing its projectile cycle before it's actually hit. It's got a range Thank on you, it. Yeah.
0: So let, let's let's go through this a little bit. So it was manufactured by the Verpine Hives of Slade and Corporal. This is according to Wikipedia fandom mm-hmm. thing. Um, it's got a conical, it's a cockpit which is conical in shape which remains aligned with the body of the cuff. It's got three engines. Um, it can spin around um, and it has a survival capsule, right? Whatever. Um, usually they've got some kind of like stats and stuff in this, but I don't think they've got them in this because uh, I don't think it's appeared anywhere. But like, right, thinking about, Like, Ahsoka's already in the game, and she's already got predefined abilities, but she's a little bit older. So you might get a new Ahsoka pilot ability, which has got something to do with, you know, some sort of forcey thing. But, I mean, looking at the ship, it's got a front gun, a rear turret, or it might have a turret slot, so that you can add a dorsal or an ion turret onto the back for, you know, what they were doing. I don't know what some modifications, crew slots, anything else?
4: Illicit, yeah,
2: that's a good shout.
0: Yeah, so I'll decades see. later, T6 shuttles that were part of the fleet assembled by Lando Calrissian were equipped with aftermarket weaponry added on either side of the cockpit. So, there you go.
2: Okay, so maybe uh, we could have a, um, a, a load at uh, what's we call it, not um. uh, 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 Sorry, my brain's wiped. The um when you change the specification of the ship, like wartime loadout, what they're called.
0: Oh yeah, config.
2: Yeah, so maybe you got another config there.
0: Yeah, so the original the original build out of it contained no weaponry. So due to its role as an ambassadorial craft, the T6 shuttle lacked weaponry, but was equipped with a hyperdrive and it was comfortable and spacious for uh, for comfortable space travel. But then they, when pressed into service, they remained unarmed for a long time. So the, the addition of a gun on the aft of Ahsoka's shuttle is actually a uh, an aftermarket modification possibly done by Sabine at some point, because she's got history for that kind of stuff. So, um, right, potential pilots as well as Ahsoka. Um, so this could be in Republic, very easily be in Republic. It could be a, a, multi, uh, a multi-faction a pack, um, because we've got uh, Jedi Masters Dooku and Windu took a journey uh, in one. Jedi Master Cypher Diaz was shot down in a T6 shuttle over the Obadiah moon. Um, uh, yeah, so basically, a bunch of uh, Clone Wars um, shows have featured these with the Jedi just flying them around quite happily. So lots of options, lots of options.
2: Well, um, uh, I've, I've said in the article, Rebels, Republican scum, yeah. um, scum because of you know, sort of um, Ahsoka's you know, sort of rootless um, wanderings. Uh, Rebels, for obvious reasons. Um, uh, yeah, I'd say if, if anything's going to get made, if, if anything's going to get a black box release, it'll be this.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: That that Adam. sorry saying that qualifying that um, the N one didn't. Um, Mandalorian's N one Starfighter is the other obvious candidate. I'd say it's yeah, it's, I'd say it's fifty fifty between them as to what it gets yeah. released.
0: We're, we're we're gonna get to that in a minute. Um, the M1. Yeah, sorry yeah. Um, No, no, it's it's all good Because I think, you know, there's only so much you can talk about Without going into full game design mode Like, oh, you know, I'd give it three mm. reds I mean, this, this clearly does not have Three red out the front, which I said earlier on It's obviously got um, A, a two-dice turret And then is a crew-carrying ship Which would be an interesting spot For Republic Because it would probably be Would this be medium or small base? It's spacious for comfortable travel it could be a medium base ship. It could even be a large base ship for Republic to be honest with you. Um,
2: yeah. But, I think I think yeah it'd be nice it'd be nice to see uh, a large base ship for Republic.
0: Um twenty two point yeah. eight meters in length apparently I don't know what that equates to in Star Wars land.
4: <laughs>
0: um but yeah it's big it's long. Um not overly oh, long. Yeah. Um so I think we've I, got... I think what
2: we'd see is maybe like the jumpmaster um so we'd have we'd, you know no no front no you know no red dice out the front but just just the the turret and maybe a slightly yeah. weaker turret like the jumpmaster
0: Yeah that would you know we see it with the lancer as well don't we um so you know yeah. it's got the two dice turret and the three dice front so mm. um so let me see. Uh the Millennium Falcon is 34 and a half meters long. So it's 10 meters shorter than the Falcon. So it's probably a medium base. Um if a gaunt if a gauntlet can be a lo- a, a large base ship, then this is definitely a medium. Um anyway, let's let's bump on to the next one. So we've done the T6. Um, okay, the f- the next one, uh is from mando so um if you've not watched season two and a half was this book of boba fett or season three anyway and he's the one he's using now since the original razor crest got blown up spoilers um is Dingerin's n1 starfighter so he gets uh, convinced to buy an old heap of junk by peli which That's turns out one. to be an N1's N N1 one Starfighter that he then gets converted so that it's much better than the N one Starfighters that were in use before. Um this is a ship that I would buy in about 0.2 of a second, um and then immediately fly nothing but it for a few months until I was sad um that it wasn't um that it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Um I mean n1s in game at the moment are lackluster because everything that they do is tied into going fast um which means that they're constantly buzzing out of combat and unable to get guns on things um and they die like wet blankets like they're i mean i don't think blankets die particularly quickly when they're wet but you know what i mean um they hit like wet fish and they die really really easily they fall like a wet paper bag there you go um I mean, I what guess would this the Mandate one could be completely different, though, can it? To make it actually so, like, it's more gonna viable. have the same. It's gonna have the same base stats, though, isn't it? You know, you put a sub. It's got a slam in. It, it's got a sublight motor in it. Um, you it's got just some call, kind like, of modified
1: N one, and do whatever you feel like. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. If you think about the show, he's got some kind of massive cannon out the front. He's got torpedo bays in it as well, which is absolutely fine. Um, He loses his droid slot, but then he gets it back again. So it's a modifiable slot. So possibly a config where you've got, you know, crew slot or um, droid slot, whatever. Um, He's got a sublight motor and he can also go really, really fast. Um, Leaving aside his plot armor. it's still just going to be an N1 with a few tricks. I don't, like, it'll be, really I, I, I don't,
2: cool. I, I don't, I don't see, I, I, I think there's the scope here to, to actually, because it's so heavily modified, you know, he's, why not have a three and three, you know, <gasps> three it's, it's faster, ice. it's souped up. Yeah, no, they've souped up, souped up the weapons, souped up the, um, souped up the, the engine. Um, you know, obviously this is, like I say, like you say, highly speculative. So why not?
5: So I would counter that with, why not add a title card, which adds the slam action and a cannon slot. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like that. that. gives you access to HLC, of course. You obviously get slam. But I think overall, I think that's a better way to balance it instead of just releasing a completely new stat line.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Configs would be good. I mean, I think there's a lot of things you could do to fix M1s in general, like adding modifications that they currently can't have. Um, because the whole design was, you know, no, this is the Royal Guard Starfighter, this is what they are, this is what you get, their beautiful production line Rolls Royces that we give to, you know, the elite pilots of naboo Um, but this is a totally different thing. So I mean, do you have any other pilots other than Mando in it? Well, I guess you could put Peli in. Yeah.
2: I, I think cool. the way around this was because it's incredibly it's very, very bespoke. It's a bespoke to um Mando. So why not have a few, um two or three Mando pilot variants? So you've got um you know, you, you've got the Mandalorian Dinjarin, you've got the Mandalorian, you know, with with the subtitles like um you have on Vader. No.
0: I'd say that would be interesting in a single pack like properly, like if you had yeah. you know, three, three different options for the same pilot. I guess it would very quickly become Sorry, a apparent which one was inverted commas best. That's alright. <laughs> Tell her you're busy. Tell her you're busy talking nerd stuff.
4: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean as I say, I would buy it in a fraction of a second. I've got like three of them looking at me from the shelf. I've got a big Lego one, a little Lego one and A little 3d printed one just staring down at me from my shelf so to say that i wouldn't buy this in a fraction of a second would just be a lie um you know but yeah it's um it's a it's a bit of a gimme for them like i mean we're going to talk later later on about why we think we aren't and i haven't seen these things in in game yet even though it's been a couple of years but i want to get through the um some of the other options. Some of the other options. So here comes the world's biggest Mary Sue Hallcraft. Um Luthien Rail's modified Fondor Hallcraft. So this is from Andor. Um the scarsguard who's not the handsome one or the funny one, the dad, Daddy Skarsgard, plays a character who basically seems to be a bit of a He's just rich and he doesn't do anything until one episode he jumps in a spaceship and gets caught by the Imperials and then he basically destroys an interdictor (laughs) and then destroys a whole bunch of TIE fighters and then flies off going, lol. Um, I absolutely adored that scene. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, it was... um, I mean, I don't know what you would... Like how you would even place this in the game in X Wing, like I don't think this will ever make it into X Wing. Um, I think this is an <laughs> no. Absolute... This
2: this is this. I mean, I, I adore Andor. I, I love this character. I love the ship. This this is what I would. This is what I personally would most want to see in the game, and it's because of the the weapons that um, he uses in that scene.
4: Yeah.
0: Which. So be on you've got the, the side mounted spinning beam coming. Yeah. I mean, this is this is a TLT. This is a first edition TLT almost if ever you saw it, because that's what TLT used to do to TIE fighters. Um It had a lot of countermeasures, but it didn't have a lot of direct damage, I think was the was the thing. Um so um yeah, it'd be an it'd be an interesting thing. I mean, in terms of um like, kind of base and stuff. I think it probably is a what's well, It's a freight, it's a large one, isn't it? Um,
5: yeah,
4: what no, I
5: think I it's, it's one of those where you've got to release it as the base shuttle and then add him as a pilot with either a special pilot ability like Terex where you get to take X amount of illicits and distribute them or you do give him a config where he gets a little bit more, but also make the other pilots viable in yeah. their current state. Absolutely. So he would obviously have access to a title, which like the Crow could give him a forward-facing three-dice gun. But then the other ones would sit on the baseline of two dice out the front, but act more like supporting ships.
0: I like I like the thing you said the other, the other day on chat, where you said, what about side arc bullseyes? which he can only use once a game, but basically like when you perform an attack, perform a side arc bullseye attack um, out of each of your side arcs. Basically, you just go, right, this is is where I've deployed my countermeasures and it's all gone mad. I
5: think it's impossible to implement in the current state of the game. So you'd have to do just like once per game, you can fire three dice range one out of the side arcs. Yeah. But oh. it's out of both, so it's your attack and a bonus attack. But it's just yeah. one charge, and you can do a buttload of damage with it. Maybe even four dice. But that's
2: pushing yeah, it, like, would be like, like seven, like
0: HLC. Yeah, like something, something that fires out the side would be cool. I mean, it would be nice to see countermeasures like that put into the game as like an illicit or something, because it is very clearly an illicit um that you know he's modified his ship so that it can deal with all of these things that you know he's expecting to be get caught by the empire at some point so you know he has a ship that's capable of escaping essentially because it's all about escaping it's not about i'm going to just go round and full on an anakin skywalker at the height of his powers you are out of a small um spaceship you know he's just getting away um yeah i like this one um, but it's one I really don't think we'll see. Now, here's one that I think we might see, um, which is the snob fighter from Ahsoka. So there's a scene where uh, Ahsoka's being chased and a bunch of baddies turn up in little tiny ships and they look like a weird mixture between a fireball and a bell-blab and a few other things. Like, they're just a bit weird looking. Um, I have a feeling that we might see these. They'll turn up in scum and villainy. They might turn up in Imperials, but probably not. But they'll probably turn up in Scum and Villainy, and they'll probably be a 2 2 stat line ship, which won't see any play because it will do exactly the same job as the Sick and the Z95. So convince me I'm wrong. No, I think you're right.
5: Uh, yeah, that'd be difficult. <laughs> if they were released at two points, like a 3 1 stat line regarding Hull and Shield, you'd probably see them as mass dead man switch carriers but you'd probably have to release them three points give them access to say like one cannon or something like that and obviously they have access to licits. so you'd probably see them as a replacement for Kiraxes because you can take a three dice cannon yeah but I don't really see them being a lot of use I think it'd be cool to have and I love the ship itself because it does look like a Belbelab and it's got that old old school hot rod look where it's you know Big fenders and and whatever, and the cockpit on them looks fantastic. Yeah, uh, it's just difficult to find a spot for them in the faction that isn't already occupied by, say, a sick or thing that some think, things that don't already exist, but in extended with the Kirax.
2: I think the differentiator is um, the, the the dearth of thank you. The, the dearth of. Um, I think the difference over here would be the pilots. So it, I think what we could have because you, you, you could have three force users. You know, you could have um, Maroc, um, the Gassy Boy, um, Shin, and Balin Skull. Theoretically, um, Ray Stevenson, Morning till I join you. Um, uh, so, so they could all be powerful force users in this ship. I think they could occupy a sort of um, ataractis role that, the, in, in, that you have in the Republic. Um, you'd be adding all these forces to scum where, where there isn't a lot. That's that's where for me. So yeah, yeah. I, I th- so, so like yeah. So maybe like the, the two dice attack, but the the three dice in the uh, in the bullseye, something like that.
0: Yeah, I, I could see that. That's a good shout, actually. Like, uh, if you don't actually put, I mean, they did have some pirates, not pirates, but like some hard guns flying. A couple of them with with Shin in the scene. Um, so, you know, you have your generic that will never be playable because it'll be four points and zero loadout. And then you put uh, you know, a three point one force or two force character in. It's probably a one force character in, to be honest with you. Um, in, but you know, you give it kind of some funky, interesting maneuvers that it can do if it's being flown by a force user, like purple uh purple uh moves that they can manage to pull off. It'd be interesting. I think the next one that you put in the article is quite like I'm surprised this hasn't turned up because it's an absolute shoe in for sales, which is the modified Omicron class attack shuttle flown by the Bad Batch, um, the Marauder. Um, So you've got a shuttle which can go into
4: what? Rebels? Republic?
0: Basically? Um, Rebel
5: Republican scum.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you've got Rebel Republic scum. You've got a big base shuttle that kind of fills the same role as the Lambda almost, probably in terms of stat line as well. It's probably pretty much identical to the Lambda in terms of stat line. Um, Maybe a little bit changed up, but, you know, it's got a good big front gun. It's got a rear gun. It's got crew slots. It's got, you know, you've got the entirety of the Bad Batch TV show to lean into for crew and pilot options. Um, You know, Wrecker, Tech, Hawkeye, Um, Echo, Hunter, even whatever you call the midget. Um, What's it called? The child. Omega, that's it. Um, The midget. (laughs) The child. (laughs) Not the child, not Grogu. You know, the child in the Bad Bachelor. Yeah. Anyway, I, this I think
2: this this would be a really good looking model as well. I think um I think it looked nice, really nice. Um, it's sort of quite aggressive looking. It's got that cool lambda thing going on. Um, because I think I think a lot of a lot of you know I, what I was thinking about with this article is like how good some of the ships look, and I think this would look absolutely lovely.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it would be one because I remember when the Razor Crest came out, and a load of people bought it because they liked Mando. And a load of people who had X-Wing but hadn't played X-Wing for a while bought the Razorcrest, took it out of its box, and put it on their little shelf full of geeky stuff because they liked the model and it looked nice. Um, that's why I bought it. I don't fly or didn't fly. So I've flown them a few times now. I've got a couple of fangs and, and the razor crest, But, um, you know, you, people will buy this just to have it because it looks cool. And they like the Bad Batch, right? Because, you know... Geeks like spending money on stuff that they like, and they've got the money to spend, so why not? Um, Yeah, so many options. Like, it's such a good, such a good ship. Um, I'm just going to skip down the other ones because there's been a bunch of like snub fighters and stuff that various pirates have turned up in and then died. Yeah. yeah. Um, The one that I think Liam, you've mentioned it to me in the past, is the Fan Blade, which is the thing that is it the Solar Sailor thing that? No,
5: so the Solar Sailor. Is Dooku's yacht, yeah. The Fan Blade is Asajj Ventress's fighter, right. So this is what we first see, I believe, in the animated Clone Wars film, where obviously we see Dirge uh, lead a what seems to be a legion of IG 11s on jet bikes. But uh, yeah, so it's her personal start of fighter. and I think okay. we do need. As much as there's a plethora of them in other factions, it would be nice to have a CIS-aligned fighter that has force, not just a Sith Infiltrator. And, of course, you can probably give her some IG-11 pilots as well outside of the row class.
0: Yeah, and it's it's fighter length, so it's... 13 meters, so it's in the same kind of ballpark as the most of the fighters. Yeah, it definitely
5: a be a small base. Probably again. Yeah, no. a... Go on, son.
2: Sorry, sorry to interrupt. I, 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 was, I was, you know, he used to say Camp Dooku didn't fly it at some point
0: as well.
5: Yeah. yeah there's always options i'm I'm pretty sure we can yeah. do some digging into the so, low of the actual so here's
0: and the thing here's the thing let me tell you the ship was equipped with a solar sail which granted it great speed and shielding at the cost of allowing other ships sensors to more easily detect it so you could put something into that um that it can do something but uh other ships can acquire locks outside of range three or something while it's fans out or something um only six were made for Ventress one of which she flew during a mission to um and Miuda um during the mission she left it hovering at the edge of a sewage tunnel while she confronted anakin and mil alabeth apparently um left aboard the starfighter with her um and obi Damaged it, forcing her to jump, blah, blah, blah. Um, so there's not been many of them made, but of course that doesn't mean that they didn't make any more after um, she'd given them the... Because Asajj Venture seems like the kind of character that you wouldn't mind crossing. You know, it's like, yeah, whatever. What's she going to do? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, like just looking into the... When it does appear in a couple of episodes of The Clone Wars, um, you know, stuff happens. There's you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of interesting kind of bits in it, um, and it's got you know good guns at the front. I mean, it's a it's a force users fighter ultimately, so um, not quite as whizzy as the um, as the Delta Sevens. Um, cool. I'm just conscious of time. I just want to very briefly take a couple of minutes to talk about why aren't we seeing these in the game? So, N1 turned up. Two and a half, three years ago, in Mando, maybe, maybe not that long, maybe a couple of years. Um, Ahsoka shuttle is obviously a new thing. I'm just reminded of things like when the first order, uh, not the first order, when the Force Awakens came out, there was stuff on shelves at around about the same time. We used to see ships would turn up, and then uh, in a in a bit of so in a bit of media. And then you would see the Lego turn up a couple of weeks after it came out, and then you would see about a month after that came out, you would see something would come out from FFG, it would hit stores, and you'd be able to buy it. Um, you know, recent examples that I can't think of right now. But uh, things like the, um, the Strikers, when they turned up in Rogue One. Uh, it wasn't much long after Rogue One that they came out. So obviously FFG were in the in the loop. They were in the NDA loop. Um the do we just Silent think well. Yeah the silence. So do we do we just think AMG don't have those corporate connections into kind of the the Star Wars machinery of Disney Plus?
5: I personally think they have the connections, but they've just got so much on their plate. So originally when they were given the Star Wars license to make Armada, well, support Armada, X Wing, and Legion. They had one game out in production, which was Marvel Crisis Protocol, but they also had Shatterpoint in the works. It's the entire mm-hmm. reason they got the license. So they've inherited these games that they never really wanted to start with because they had their own projects. So because their office, you know, staff hasn't really grown to operate at a larger scale. I feel like they are kind of prioritizing the things they want to make. Mm -hmm. We've been getting card packs and stuff, which I adore because it adds a lot to the game. And they've made some scenario packs and stuff with the Siege of Coruscant. And of course we've got tournament legal stuff in those. Uh, I just don't think they've got the facilities to accommodate and regularly release and monitor things that we need in the game of X-Wing mm. because they outright said they're not making anything new for Armada for a while. Uh, and they did release print and play stuff, which again is nice. If you're expecting to get nothing, you'd still get something Legion. I... They'll always keep pushing things out for because there, there are things to release. Plus it's a model, uh, hobby based game. So it's yeah. already going to make them more money because people will buy it to assemble. I mean, if we're um, being
0: if we're being realistic when we talk about you know the the resources that are applied to the game now, FFG had two active full time designers working on X Wing, and then two. Like kind of people who were off working on other stuff, but who knew X-wing backwards and forwards, and who like gave it oversight. So you had um Alex Davy and Max Brooks for a long time. Still work, not Max Brooks, Frank, whose name is gone. Was it Frank Brooks? Was um so they were the original designers, and when they stepped away to start working on other stuff, which turned out to be I think it was Legion, um, then you got. Brooks, Pfluger-Levitt, and Max Brooks came in. And so there was like four designers who were like X-Wing mains for a bit. Um, And then, but you always had kind of two. And I think at the minute we've got um, Plummer and a little bit of time from kind of other people in the studio as designers. And now it looks like Plummer and Will Schick have been mainline in Shatterpoint for the last, as you say, year or so or a couple of years possibly um so you know i guess it's a smaller studio we can't expect to see the same throughput of stuff um it just surprises me that there is a there's already a mature market here for x-wing um i don't know i mean i've not seen a lot of people playing shatterpoint i know a lot or not a lot of people a handful of people that i know bought into it at games expo but i've not seen people playing it um i've not seen people hobbying about it or talking about it you know it's like i think a lot of people have kind of bought it and then have not really gone anywhere but i don't i don't know like i could just be missing it you know wednesday night at element could be heaving with shatterpoint players and i just don't know about it because i'm not there but there just doesn't seem to be a buzz about it like outside of official amg spaces so, but anyway, that's that's an aside. We're not a, a ragging on Shatterpoint podcast. Um, it's just one of those kind of. I guess if they've got very limited resources, we're we're seeing the priority, um, which is that you know we'll, we'll get some stuff every so often, but we're not going to get a lot of stuff all the time because we're not we're not the big line that they're trying to push. Sorry, Sam, were you saying I, something there?
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah. I um. Sorry. I I, I I've. I've never been on a podcast before, so
0: I don't know what to do. No, no, do do um, just uh, if 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 you don't try and, if you don't try and make noise, I'll keep talking. As soon as somebody else tries to make noise, I'll shut up. That, that's how it works. So crack on, crack sorry. On.
2: Um, I, I was just, I think, um, I've read a little bit into this, and I think, I think a lot of it is, um, and and sorry if I'm, you know, you guys already probably know this the cost is an issue it's um they're very very expensive to print with you know the, the the paint job so while i think x wing is profitable it's 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 not profitable enough um you know i think i think smaller studios um or more independent studios would be happy with the level of profit that they're getting from the game. In fact, they'll probably be delighted. But when when you've got a, you know, behemoth like um, you know Lucasfilm, I think someone somewhere is is looking at the, the the balance sheet and saying, "Nah, this isn't efficient. You know, this isn't making enough money."
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And I definitely don't think it's the the frontline staff um, at AMG who, who who are getting all the the stick from some fans it's you know it's, they, they would probably they'd probably love to, to 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 release more um models for x-wing they'd probably love to go back to but but you know it's um i, I wonder if there's a a management issue there
0: yeah um i mean working in corporates as i do um like I'd be the equivalent of a frontline person going out and talking to customers and they'd be saying, oh, it seems like your corporate is doing all of these things. And I'd be like, right, yep, that, that's what we're doing. And they'd say, you know, but that seems like it's a really dumb corporate, you know, financial decision. And I'd be like, yeah, but I don't see the bottom lines. I'm not sitting in the boardroom looking at the little red line graph saying whether we are or aren't making money. Like, facts that we know about X-Wing product is that Friendly local game stores only stock it if people are actively buying it they don't keep they mm. don't keep riding stock sitting there because it takes up a huge amount of shelf space for the yeah. for the value um and if you don't have an active x wing scene people just don't buy it um you know which is why you always see flash sales from kind of small smaller game stores just trying to get rid of their x wing stock for you know a little bit of a profit um you know yeah. element where we play. Has a big warehouse space, it's got big shop space. So, you know, they've got a section of wall dedicated to X Wing, but that section has got smaller. As they're selling stock, they're not replacing it, but with old stuff. Like they're bringing in the new stuff because they know that we'll buy it, but then they take a while to replace it. And then they've got a few because they've got an online shop and some people buy it and blah, blah, blah. But um, like we know that X Wing is one of those things we have to have an active community in order to move the product. And I think you make a good point. X-Wing might just not be profitable now. Um, you know, so they're not wanting to pump
4: hundreds I think, I of thousands the issue is, of
0: or tens of thousands of pounds into R&D for a new ship for yeah for it to do, you know, three grand globally.
2: Yeah. But, you know, the same, it's... I think, I think you know, with tabletop gaming, it's you do have to... I don't know. I just I feel a bit like the, the fan base is, is um been a little bit disrespected. We've all put a lot of money and time into this game. We love it. There's still an active community. I, I think there's green shoots of recovery.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Maybe just throw us a bone. <laughs> yeah.
0: Just, I, I yeah, don't think anybody no, I mean, disagrees with you on that, to be honest, Sam. Like no, no, it's...
2: no, no, no. You're right. I, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I'm perhaps just venting a little bit. It's just... <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, I just love this game, and and I, like I said, I think we're seeing green shoots of recovery. Um, we're getting players drifting back. Um, certainly in Coventry, I mean, that's you know, that's just my observation.
0: Yeah, I um, think, I think, I think it's fair. Like everywhere that we've looked, we've had those. Um, everywhere that we've we've looked, like we've seen communities that have managed to struggle on post-COVID and then post-two point mm. five start to grow and it's taken a lot of time but they are starting to grow and we are seeing as we mentioned earlier on at the start of the podcast the events that are happening are starting to get bigger and that comes with people who don't <laughs> want to play casual tournaments but do want to play organized play um so yeah. you know there have been a lot of store championships that haven't got over 16 people um that's a shame um because amg have said that you need 16 people for it to be a valid invite um mm. but, you know, previously you'd have struggled and you know, and some shops have had a store championships you shouldn't have had one and have struggled to get the numbers and you know, they don't have an X Wing scene, so how are they gonna fill up um, you know, a sixteen yeah. person tournament? Um, but you know, they tried to have them anyway. But then, you know, world's qualifiers calling in fifty, sixty people. Um, you've still got big events happening. I mean, we can look across the water at the USA and you know, you look at the big events there planning those as if they're going to have hundreds of attendees and they've maybe got 100. Um, You know, I think Gen Con had 30-ish per day of Swiss over three days of Swiss. They could have made that look like one really big event by having a single day of Swiss with a cut the next day. You know, here's 100 players coming here to play X-Wing at Gen Con rather than there's a little corner over there with 15 tables with 30 people playing X-Wing and it's never going to look big, right? Um, but if you have one mm. day and there's a hundred people playing X Wing, it looks big. And then the next yeah. year, you can be like, "Oh, it looks big. Look, let's fill it up again." You know. But I don't know. I'm not a marketing genius. Um, i just enjoy. No, I mean no. I I, <laughs> I, I,
2: I'm, I'm not in the, I'm not in the industry. Yeah, I understand the same. I just, um, it, it just seems odd to me that they're not making. Them. I'm just repeating myself. I, I just think it's, it just feels odd that then they must be making money off it. It just, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they have to be because they're owned by an assortment of different um, French-based venture venture capital equity firms. You know, Asmodee keeps being passed from um, major shareholder to major shareholder and it's being passed as a profitable mm. entity. It's not being passed as a failing business. So, you know, the, people are looking at it and saying, where can we make more money? Um, and to be honest, if they do keep, as, as Liam suggested, if they keep producing card packs and they say you know yeah. what there aren't actually any new ships coming out but here's some card packs these are easy for us to produce and it's new content for you yeah and you lean on your existing ships um then i don't think anybody's going to be mad about that and, and we have had content recently you know um we might not like the content it might have seen a bit seem a bit weird like you know the yt 2400 is turned up with all of these cards in it that it doesn't have slots for so obviously there's been some last minute removal of gunners from dash so that you can't take Bistan um yeah. <laughs> or, or whatever um, for example um but like you know we have got stuff we've had the siege of mandalore we've had mm-hmm. you know the siege of uh whatever it's called pride of mandalore siege of coruscant battle of yavin all mm-hmm. have got valid good cards in them right i mean cards that people Mm. are playing not you know oh that's all dead on arrival so you know i'm just interested to see if we get the new stuff that they talked about so we saw was it endor has been trailed and a few other bits and bugs have been trailed that we've not seen anything more about yet so you know if there is Mm. stuff still in production and it's still and and they if if they're producing stuff you know at some point we might see a Mandalorian N1. We might see somebody with a big enough ego to produce it themselves. Say, here's a fan-made version of a Naboo N1 Mandalorian Starfighter for Dinger in and here's the cards that I think we should use it with it. Um And you can use your existing N1 models Um if you haven't got a 3D printed version. And some people might go, oh yeah, you know what, let's try that. That looks do, like it do, might be Do you allowed. think
2: there's do you think there's scope for that that sort of they produce card packs and maybe support um 3d printed versions just just um I'm, you know i'm not saying they should um so so say so they produce i don't know um the omicron shuttle they release the, and and uh like you say sort of not quite sort of print and play but do you think you know or, or unpainted models sorry i i appreciate you you might have had this conversation a million times so if you we want haven't. to all this call...
0: <laughs> no we haven't um <laughs> okay like, so it would be a different business model wouldn't it um
2: yeah know, yeah
0: i think i think it would they be cheaper started... for them
2: that's the important thing yeah because so i know started... i know i know i know sorry no go on no i was just saying you know it's because it, because these 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 fully painted models you know they are expensive to produce. The, you know it's, it, I understand the risk it is for them to, to 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 spend a lot of money developing and and marketing and and distributing these models and it doesn't get sold very well but like you say with the card packs they're they're cheap to produce um they add to the game you know what, what if they sort of leaned into um you either painting your own ships or 3d printing ships because who does not have access to a 3d printer these days uh i know a lot of people play it because they're painting models and they like that um but but you know, I'd, I'd, personally, I'm I'd, I'm a painter. I love painting. I'd, I'd be happy with it. Yeah. So, but like, if that I, was less expensive for that,
0: I I didn't paint, and I and I was attracted to X-wing because I didn't have to glue and paint. Now, me that too, I, me too. I I have started painting, and I started off by coloring in X-wings and painting the blue bits red or the red bits blue or whatever on different models and then you know branched out into other things but i wouldn't call myself a, a painter I've, I've only really started painting primed models since i started playing other games um but yeah. even then well, it got me all... into
2: painting very same very similar
0: yeah. um i think you wouldn't lose the existing player base like if you introduced um i don't know if you put the, the mando n1 starfighter on a sprue in five bits that you had to glue together with plastic cement and then you could paint it or even if it came out in a little box and it was just grey and you could and you mm. had to paint it yourself if you wanted to um yeah. then you wouldn't lose the community um yeah. because people would still buy it you know if you were i mean i think the thing is is that a lot of the models are so small that you're not really going to get them on sprues like uh, you're not going to get them on sprues to, to glue together a lot of them will just come yeah. as, a, as a single fixed piece just yeah. not painted yeah um i don't think yeah. that would put a lot of people off um once you add in gluing so like for large base ships if you start bringing out like mm. if you wanted to bring an omicron shuttle and it came in you know 20 pieces that you had to glue together in sequence and mm. if you wanted to articulate the wings then it became an, another complicated endeavor involving magnets and stuff then yeah you know, people people yeah. might get put off that but like, you could always yeah. have a mixed model where you say, you know, large bishops, yeah, we'll do them, but small bishops, they could either produce them themselves, or as you say, they could just say, you know, here's some STL files, you can buy an STL file for a fiver. Um, it's, and then, a lot of,
2: it's what a lot of studios do.
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, they license them, don't they? They license them to different Etsy printers. Like you buy a a license to to produce, um, which is another method that they could go down. You know, you can buy the license. But I don't know, commercials is complicated and that sort of thing because once they push an STL file out into the wild, somebody buys it and just gives it to all their mates, you know, print, print print off 300 chips at a pound each and give them out at the next event you go to and say, you know, does anybody want one of these sort of thing? But yeah, um, the way yeah. I
5: see them getting around that is releasing a card pack with the STL in, because then you buy the cards to use and you get the STL. Especially with stuff like Mando's N1. You can buy yeah. the card back and still use the official model, but if we've got the STL, you've paid for it, so it's a legal model. Yeah. So you just get it printed and you're good to go. Yeah, that'd be I'd, interesting. I'd, I'd pay fifteen pound for the card pack, the dial, everything, and an STL.
2: Mm-hmm. Or, or even, or even like Rich says, um, just a I three D printing is so insanely good now. Just like a grey, a, a grey and one. I mean, only I mean, I would. I'm not a brilliant painter, but I'm all right. I, I would happily, you know, any of my friends who play X Ring who don't. Um, who 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 would be put off? I'll paint it for him. I'll do it for free. You know what I mean? It's it's. I enjoy it. It's relaxing. I think there'd be a lot of people like that as well.
0: Yeah, possibly. It's interesting. Anyway, um, I think we've been uh, we've been going on for. I mean, we normally try and run for an hour and a half. We've been going for approaching two hours, so it's probably yeah, sorry I am
3: um, no, it's, been... <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: been it's been an interesting conversation, to be honest with you, Sam, and it's always good to have like guests on who've got an idea for some good content. um so like I appreciate you coming on and spending the time talking to us about No, the, like, uh, uh, absolute pleasure i around. I'm actually I, I listen to the, the podcast
2: you know whenever it comes out and, and so it's I'm absolutely uh delighted to to be here um quick note i am actually writing a follow-up article to this because um people like when i posted it on facebook people says well what about this what about this what about this which i thought was really interesting and and obviously they you know they talked about why they want to see it and so i've actually written a a follow-up article which i'm going to post in the next few days
0: cool you did you want to um did you want to drop an ultra ching Clang bong thing about. Oh gosh! Yeah, thank you for reminding
2: reminding me. me. Um, (laughs) yes, thank you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This is this is why I don't work in business. Uh, I take it all back. AMG, I'm ever so sorry. No, um, I, uh, I, I, I'm writing a um sci-fi post-apocalyptic novel on on um, Patreon. Uh, It's called Crimson, a Fallout-inspired novel. I'm on Twitter at um, at Fallout Novel. Um, it's not actually Fallout so no one sue me <laughs> but it's Fallout inspired um, first four or five chapters uh, are free to read um, uh, yeah I'd, I'd love I'd love people to check it out and let me know their thoughts
0: yeah. and if you like it you can always follow on Patreon and get the rest of the chapters, that's the benefit of having the freebies at the start
2: apparently, so, apparently that's how it works I, like I say, not a financially minded person yeah.
0: <laughs> no, right have you got any shout outs that you wanted to do Sam other than Ollie Williams uh, um, Oliver the by Williams him yeah love
2: it <laughs> Liam will, I, could, I could not say it Liam Liam will never, never admit it.
0: this he'll never admit it but he feels guilty about the fact that that took hold and is stuck around
2: why on earth would you feel guilty
0: I don't
5: I, don't. <laughs> I genuinely don't <laughs>
2: No, you shouldn't. Neither should you. He's probably, he's going to be fuming when he listens to this and that just gives me energy. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, at Coventry uh, this evening, um, I was actually playing X-Wing before um, I came on. Um, we had a guy called Tobias um, from Sweden come and play. He was He's an engineer. He was working in Coventry. Um, really nice guy. Um, very good. He beat me, which I thought was rude. Um I just want to say, uh, yeah, just want to give a shout out. Really nice guy. And we had uh, six people, actually, in Cov, which um, which was really, really heartening to see. We've got a couple of people who have drifted back. So, um, like I say, green shoots of
0: recovery. Nice. Nice. I like it. Uh, um, real, real
2: pleasure. Thank, thank you ever so much for inviting me on. It's, it's a genuine pleasure. I really like the, the podcast. So.
0: Oh, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that. Um, You've got some brain on your nose, no Sam.
2: And <laughs> no, I wasn't talking to you. I wasn't. To, I didn't include you in that, mate.
5: I invited you on. No, well, well, <laughs> well I'm brown nosing.
1: Rich, Rich told him to. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm
2: I'm brown nosing Rich and the other guys. am you, 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 you can. Ugh, no, no
0: sir, no, sir, no sir. Get wrecked. Get wrecked. Um, ben, Ben, I know you've been quiet for a bit. Have you got anything that you wanted to jump on with? No. No, okay. No, I'm <laughs> Fair enough. Any, sh- any shout outs or anything?
1: Uh, I'll just shout out Jake from who comes down from Club Night. Every time I play him, he's
0: better than last time I played. Yeah, he's getting good. Getting good, that that boy. Yeah, I feel like he'll be doing well at events soon. Yeah, it'll be good to see that as well. Um, Liam, any shout outs? Uh, no shout outs
5: per se, but I will promote boarding brum store championship this saturday please come down please try and win an invite i will stop you or at least try
0: but you've already (laughs) got you've already got one so it's going to be passed down to somebody who you don't stop So
5: i'm playing out of bitterness
0: (laughs) all right um i don't have any big shout outs at the minute Um, other than all of our listeners as usual Um, so congratulations again to everybody who's won a store championship Um, thanks again for everybody who was involved in X-Wing the X-Wing extravaganza, X-Wing.life we'll try and do it again next year Um, and uh, yeah I think that's us for today so I'm just going to say goodbye from Ben, bye Uh, goodbye from Liam toodles, goodbye from our super guest Sam (laughs)
2: <laughs> Thank you. Bye, guys.
0: Uh, bye bye for me. Cheers, all. Bye bye.